Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 111, Authors Promotion Show. Make a smooth transition into civilian life after your military journey with Rosalind Salazar, Air Force, prior enlisted major and PTSD coach. Please subscribe to Panta Calhoun Transition Channel and order my book Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. Hello, hello, and uh, today, today I have very special guest. That's the, the third time, right? That's the third time we have interviewed with Rosalind Salazar. She is Air Force prior enlisted major and PTSD coach. Um, we talk about combat PTSD before, and I love the show. We also talk about um, again. Uh, almost the same issue as many people and many veteran has it and this is very sensitive in this society because um, even uh, now after years a lot of people um, suffer from this problem and Rosalind actually had a very successful book called Make a Smooth Transition into Civilian Life After Your Military Journey. And I really love to talk about this book today with you. Welcome to my show, Rosalie. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. Yes. All right. Uh, tell me about yourself first. I know we had interviewed before, but for, but for some people who don't know you, uh, why did you start writing this book? Yes, um, my name is Rosalind Salazar, born and raised in Hawaii. I joined the military when I was 20, and then I became an officer. Um, I had many traumatic experiences while in the military, but during my deployment is when it got really bad, very, very bad, where I had a lot of negative, um, negative experiences to include combat, PTSD and military sexual trauma, bullying. And I wrote this book as an outlet to let other people know other military families, their veter other veterans and their families try and understand their loved ones who are diagnosed with PTSD. All right, so, uh, so about yourself, your story. How did you end up to be a military? I see you have a lot of certification. You already graduated from university. Why did you end up going to, you know, I mean, uh, military? It was a childhood dream. My two older brothers were in the Hawaii Army National Guard and the uniform inspired me, but I had no idea what it entailed, what joining the military came with was about, but um, as I grew older, I learned that it was to defend our country, and I wanted to do just that. 
And with all my experiences, I wanted to spread the awareness of PTSD since it's a very ignored subject. Yes, it is actually. You know, um, you can see picture of war and people, I see a lot of movies, they come back from the war and you don't know what's happening in their families. Because it's not easy, as I saw your story, it's not easy to see your friend in front of you just gone and exploded. And uh, I know a uh, lot of you, a lot of people like you had the same situation as being in war is not easy. And coming back even for the family, families who are dealing with them is not easy as well. So I just want to know um, who, when you come back, who did you come, whom did you come back? Like, uh, did you have a family to support you or what did you do? after well my husband was deployed with me but he and i didn't have the same experiences so he himself didn't know he knew of the environment the combat experiences but everyone deals with it differently when we're out there for in my experience i thought the army my own would have my back but I was betrayed out there. So I really don't know who the enemies were, whether our own or the Afghan soldiers, the Taliban. But when I came back, it was hard for me to even speak about it because my family wouldn't understand the difficulties of what we went through out there because they haven't been there. They, they don't know what it's like having rockets fly over their head or being attacked three times at night. So, and the reason why we detach ourselves is because we lost trust. We, we just shut down. We, we replay things in our head of how it could be done better, how things would have been had we done this way, had we done it that way. And that's something family don't understand. Family and friends who haven't been in our position, our situation understand. So even if we bring it up to them, they'll just look at us. And one thing we don't want to hear is, I understand, because they don't understand. So we detach ourselves. So for some time, you just detach yourself from your family, try to come up a solution for yourself. I know you use the support group, right? Because yes. that's very, very um, supportive. What am I, doesn't matter which kind of PTSD you are um, involving with. Whatever it is, having a support group really helps, right? Yes, that's very true. Um, it doesn't have to be a combat support group for me to be in. Anyone with some type of PTSD, they understand the detachment, understand why we shut down. So we understand each other and we feel comfortable because because we know that we're not alone and we're comfortable now that we have somebody who understands us. So, variety of PTSD. Rosalind, when you say detachment, what do you mean detachment? Detachment from what? What did you do exactly? Because I know from my, my, sometimes uh, when you are tired from everything, 
you try to do some meditation to go somewhere that nobody else is yes. and uh, just try to ignore all the noises around you that's what PTSD people are doing as well so yes. how did you do it and was it successful or did you uh, do other uh, healing and recovery methods what did you do well while i was deployed we had no choice but to go out there like we're told but back when we come back to our bee huts our our own areas where we sleep i prayed and i meditated i learned how to meditate out there and i was started to pray but when we when we left Afghanistan, came back to our, the U.S. soil, I got moved back to my family home to Hawaii. I got stationed here. And the way I was detached was I stayed in my dark room with no noise. And when someone bothered me, I would get irritated because I just wanted peace and quiet. That's just how we cope with it. And even my husband didn't understand why I didn't want to go with him to Target or any family gatherings as I did anymore because I didn't want to see anybody. That's That was my coping strategy where it was better to not see anyone that way. We don't have to explain why we are the way we are. It was just easier that way. And then we became numb. You know, we had um, we didn't have time to be scared out there. We didn't have our have a chance to have our feelings hurt so everything we were just numb we didn't i didn't care to see my family at the time because like i said it was easier you know oh how was it or did you kill someone it, we didn't want to hear any of that so it was just easier being detached from you know, everyone in the world that happens even with grief when you you are deeply in grief when you are trying to process everything in yourself first because it doesn't matter which kind of ptsd you are as you have as i said like people uh, who are dealing with grief they don't want to talk about any, any any of it they need some time alone to process this with themselves but i know that that shouldn't uh, last long because if it lasts longer then you go deeply into depression and, you know, you're going to be detached from your own personality. Then. Yes. Yes. So for how long you've been there? I've been this way from, say, 2009 for about seven years. And then I, I've been going to therapy the whole time. But there comes a time when I just told myself, this is not how I want to live. And then my mother got sick, so I wanted to enjoy with her. I wanted to, I'm sorry, I'm getting all choked up just talking about her. So that kind of forced me out of it, but it, came a, it became a time when I was tired of being detached. But it was, there was a time when I just wanted to take my mom out. And even if I was very, very detached, I had to take, because I knew she had like a short time left. And that was really, really hard. So you see you, that's so hard. I mean, you, you've been detached 
and then you had to process with your own PTSD and then you you were dealing with your mom that you lost her, right? Yes, and again, I went right back to square one where I didn't want to see anybody. I didn't even want to talk to my own sisters and we shared the same mom because um, the way I found her passed out, like she was, she still had a pulse. She still had a heartbeat. It kind of brought me right back to when I saw dead bodies in the desert. So it just, it's like a ongoing cycle. Yeah, it's like a trigger. Yes. Something triggering you again. So uh, I know we already talked about triggers uh, in our past interview and you said, Whenever I had trigger, I just try to remember my present time. I'm in Hawaii right now. I'm not going to go back there. I know even for the grief, that's the same thing. Something still there deeply. So what are you going to do um, right now if you are, have the same feeling of losing your mom as well? Uh, I try now my best because I know how to deal with it better this time around. And since me and my sisters share the same experience, it's easier to deal with grief this time around. But we still feel detached. I don't, I don't think that will ever go away. And I don't think the feelings of numbness or um, when, we're like, when we're thinking, when our mind is going and someone interrupts us, we get startled and we get flustered and then we start our anger starts showing. So I don't think that will ever go away. It'll get better. I got better. But at the same time, I still have my moments, a lot of moments actually, where I'm just detached. And I still don't go out with my family when they go to the store. And I put blackout curtains everywhere because I like the dark and I don't like loud noises. I don't think that will ever go away. All right, let's uh, have some break and come back again. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel and order my book, Rules of Change for the Better. Tune up your mood and transform your life to reach your biggest dreams. Uh, so tell me about your book a little bit, make a smooth transition into civilian life after your military journey. Well, I wrote this, show your book, <laughs> yeah. this is my book. Yeah. And although I have therapy, which I have a wonderful therapist and I've attended all these different PTSD groups, women groups, there are still some things in me that I thought I needed to um, get past the therapy, the, the group, which is like spreading the awareness to everybody. And I can't do that with just through therapy and group. So I decided to write up the book and um, the book as an outlet to, to explain my experiences instead of talking to people one by one. So I figured that the book, they can read the book and they can, um, they'll know what I've done to deal with my trauma, 
my um on my days that I've been down and because like I said talking about it to some talking about it kinds of bring me back but this way if they read the book and reading reading has a different effect from talking so I believe that this book writing a book as is a great outlet of spreading the awareness of PTSD my experience Yes, what do you have in your uh, website, rosalynsalazar.com? I know you do some PTSD coaching as well, right? Yes, I pro I provide services for um, recovery and marriage and family relations where uh, the spouse of the diagnosed member, I would talk to them and explain to them why, because I have firsthand experience. I also have a spouse who was in the military who didn't understand. So I explained to him and I believe that I can explain to the spouses as well. And I also have, um, I, I would talk to both on um, substance abuse and drinking. So I cover, I provide services for all different aspects of PTSD. Um, so that's on my website. My book is also advertised and for sale on my website. Beautiful. So you said uh, you said something about the addiction uh, for alcohol and drugs, right? So yes. is that happening to veterans and uh, combat PTSD? And yes, probably. Yes, a lot of us use alcohol or have um, get addicted to alcohol to feel numb you know to feel that feel great and then we sometimes abuse our prescripted medicines or just use other medications to like our headaches we abuse the Tylenol or just even some over-the-counter medicines like uh, NyQuil to sleep it off so we don't think about it but that's where the substance and alcohol addiction comes into. So I'm also certified in that because I myself did that too. Yeah. All right. Do you have any word left, any advice for people who are dealing with uh, their families? Like I know um, doll um, is not only um, PTSD for combat. Uh, there are lots of uh, families, let's say wife, who deal with some some PTSD, loved ones, loved ones PTSD. How do you, what do you recommend? How can we deal with them? For the loved ones, please be more understanding, more compassionate. If the member or your PTSD loved one said they need time, they don't feel like going out, or they don't feel like doing whatever is it that they don't want to do, please just let them be. Because obviously they're thinking about something and say like a family wants to go to the movies. That is a trigger for us because one, we don't know who's out there. That's like how... We don't know who's out. We're, we don't know where the enemy was in Afghanistan. We, we know we're not in Afghanistan or our deployed location anymore, but it's a trigger. So please be more compassionate, be patient, and 
there is no time limit on when we get better. Um, a lot of things that they do, they don't do it intentional. It's, it's really not intentional because we are still dealing with our emotions and our flashbacks. Some of us don't know how to deal with it. Some of us feel like it's the end of the world. And if we keep pushing, they may do something that is not pleasant at the end. So. All right, thank you so much, Rosaline, for being here. I wish you a lot of success for what you do, especially for all the great work you're doing for others, supporting others in PTSD coaching. Thank you so much. Thank you.